Welcome to the Salt Circle Podcast. My name is Hank. With me from a remote location is Ben. Hell yeah. Remote? Why is my... Your location is remote. Nope. Mine's right here. No, 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 no. I'm the I'm the base of operations. Clearly, uh, I don't. And New York, no, no, <laughs> no, no. You can't prove it. Uh, which one of us is still going out to work? Which one of us is living in quarantine? Ooh, that's a low blow. That's a low blow, sir. It is, but look, I'm just—I <laughs> have to deal with the facts in the, the I world. Mean, yeah, I yeah, no, in. that's that's true. It's yeah. I don't know. Anyway, we're here to talk about movies. <laughs> you got so real so quickly. <laughs> <sighs> it's almost it's real. It's almost, but not quite as bad as the time that. Ty, like, started a spaghetti cast episode by telling us his dad died. And he uh, was, like, he was, like, more fine than me and Peter. That was a rough one. Uh-huh. Mm. Yeah, that's no good. That is not the time to tell people that. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> yeah, movies. <laughs> movies. Um... I'm a lot more excited about, about this movie episode than the last one, I think. Mm. Um, I also, it's like... Because this is because Adam Driver was in the Star Wars. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One. I mean... <laughs> I, there, it's either that or I'm mildly racist. And I'm going to stick with the Star mm. Wars bit. So... Um, also, it made me realize, like, I feel kind of bad because... You keep bringing, like, good stuff to the table, and I keep showing up with, like, store-bought gas station donuts. (laughs) (laughs) I feel like it's a really uneven, like, give and take. Um, That's how it goes. Yeah. We're doing uh, two Adam Driver films. Well, two films in which he stars. Um, Yes. Marriage Story. 2019 and Patterson 2016 16 2016 yeah which I had never heard of at all even a little um yeah I I enjoyed both of them but in different ways yeah I mean they're they're different movies although like they're both like trying to be about real people kind mm-hmm. of thing yeah. Patterson is about uh, the main character, Patterson, who lives in Patterson, New Jersey, and is a bus driver who writes poetry. And, you know, he's in a happy marriage, and he has a dog he hates. <laughs> so it goes. <laughs> and then Marriage Story is a movie about two people getting divorced. Yeah. In that regard, yeah, they're like definitely opposites. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, let's see where does hmm where to start. I I really liked Marriage Story. I don't like it in a way where I necessarily want to watch it again. 
fully. Mm -hmm. Like, I, I can see myself, like, watching moments from it. Um, I don't know. Yeah, it's just it's just one of those. Like, I, I, I knew when I was done that I, I probably wouldn't be going in for another round. Maybe if, I, maybe if like, <laughs> I end up watching it with Anya, but, uh, uh -huh. yeah. Um, the, the strong point for me in that film was definitely, like, the performances. Like, that's what, mm -hmm. that's what captured me. The, uh, I don't know, I'm a, I wanted my happy ending. <laughs> I wanted them to get back together. Though, like, oh. as you, as you <laughs> I said. I mean, it's not an unhappy ending. No, no, no. It's, it's just not like a, a rom-com happy ending. Um, no. Uh, but as as you said, like it's both films are definitely like swaying more onto like the the real side of things. Like this is how it would, yeah. this is how it could go down in real life. Um, mm -hmm. I Our will. Sorry, was like he was taking stuff from his divorce and Scarlett Johansson's actual divorce. Hmm. The building the script. Okay. Um, and just like other divorce stories he'd heard, bro. Was also yeah, I'm yeah. Sure informed stuff, but um, but like he, I mean, he did write the movie because of actually experiencing <laughs> the divorce system. Okay. Um, and and um, I'll also say he an earlier movie the director Noah Baumbach, writer and director Noah Baumbach made the Squid and the Whale was a movie about divorce about the kid because he had also gone through that with having his parents be divorced so this was him being on the other end of that and seeing the the side of actually getting divorced rather than being the the kid whose parents are getting divorced and like so that movie had all that kind of anger in it and this one is is a much different like look at <laughs> yeah the experience i i mean can you can you guess what scene I despised from Marriage Story? No. Well, I really... So this is the... I, I, I feel uncomfortable calling it a phobia, but I suppose I'm like... To, mild phobia, I suppose we'll say. Um, when they showed him like playing with that box cutter, that was no good. That was no good. I oh, seeing, oh, my favorite scene. Literally, gotcha. Literally, seeing one of those is enough to make me like cringe. Like I can't help it. As yeah. soon as I see one, I'm like, for some reason, my brain decides that we're gonna imagine it like cutting all of the bottom of my toes or something. Like I can't. <laughs> I absolutely. I can use one just fine, but if I see someone holding one, mm. so when he did huh. that, even him just pretending, like. Uh, I can't escape. I can't escape. <laughs> I I love that's my favorite scene in the movie. I mean, oh, it really? was like it was, <laughs> it was good. I enjoyed the, like the aftermath. I'm like, no, no, it's fine. It's fine. Here's your purse. It's let me, fine. Let me, let me put it on your shoulders. <laughs> like <laughs> just bleeding it everywhere. Was, it was good, but also oh. just horrible. Just horrible. Uh, that's a. That's a lot of. There's a lot uh, of stress. It's like a lot of nauseous. Just thinking everything about is it. bad. Uh huh. Just him like sleeping on the floor. <laughs> uh. 
Yeah, that's a that's Very a nightmare scene. scene. That's a fucking <laughs> nightmare. Yeah. That's just quality uh, movie making. I hate box cutters, dude. I hate them so much. <laughs> I hate them. It breaking bad too when the dude gets his throat slit. Like box cutters are the worst weapon that mankind has ever wrought upon itself. It's terrible. It's a nightmare tool for awful people. Uh, just shoot me instead. <laughs> 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 like, if, so, if someone pulled, like, I saw a study a while ago, and it was talking about how, like, people are much more scared of being held at knife point. Like, mm. if someone has a big knife, that's kind of scary. If someone has a gun, that's like, whatever, just shoot me. Like, it's fine. Um, if someone has a box cutter, like, take whatever you want. Like, please, God, just take every... You want my clothes? What do you want? Anything. Literally. It, uh, yeah. So. <clears throat> Other than that. <laughs> it's a very serial-friendly movie. <laughs> Other than all the blood, it's fine. It was just so unexpected. Yeah. Yeah. Need to need to come down from this now. Get the rest of my feelings in order for it. Uh, okay, I did that whole that whole scene is great with that fucking social worker. Oh um, my god, she's, she's so she awkward, is. yeah. It's uh, uncomfortable. Um, do we know how old Henry is? Their kid? Um, I don't remember. Because he looked like he was like 10 or 11, but he was acting mm -hmm. like he was 6 or 5. So that yeah, was maybe a little, he's eight, you know, I guess, late bloomer or something. That's just the. Uh, it's one of those things I I noticed in a few films at some point in my life, and it, it it just bugs me, when there's a when there's a child who is supposed to be like this old, but really they're acting like half their age. Uh, I think I'm more okay with it than the. I don't know. So sometimes kids just act like adults, and that also is weird. Yes. Uh, no, certainly no argument there. It can be there. hard to... can be hard to find the right... Yeah, adults. yeah. And, and, like, you're writing the, the, the role for one thing, and maybe they don't cast the right kid. Mm -hmm. For whatever reason. Yeah. Like, at least he wasn't played by a 35-year-old. That would have been weird. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> I mean that kind of would have been great though. Doing like a like a film about two people getting divorced and they're like fighting for custody of their 35-year-old son. <laughs> the worker has to come and like observe them and like interview the kid and everything. <laughs> That'd be I I'd, I'd watch it. I'd be down. Fair enough. The, uh, it definitely, it, it made me, I, I guess, appropriately frustrated, like, watching the, both of them be like, no, no, we want this to be, like, a nice thing, like, we're just 
trying to mm-hmm. buff out the details or whatever. And all the lawyers are like, we're going to win. <laughs> Fuck them. Uh-huh. Yeah. System. Uh-huh. So that was like nice. a, it was a thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting how it's like, it's about like how the system makes this a nightmare. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like it didn't have to be a nightmare. They could have, they they both could have done things to make it go smoother, but. Yeah, of course. It's like the uncompromising of them wanting to live on opposite sides of the country, but they have a kid and mm-hmm. so then they just give all the <laughs> agency to the lawyers to make that for that to happen. Yeah. Um it's pretty good. Do you think uh like I I've seen this a little bit? Because, uh, you know, I, like the first thing I did was, uh, like, I'm curious what other people were saying about this film and all that. Mm-hmm. Um, it seemed like a very healthy mix of people saying that um, uh, Nicole, Scarlett Johansson, uh, was mm-hmm. more of the villain. And then an equal amount of people being like, no, 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 it's because we're only we're seeing things mainly from uh, Charlie's point of view. Uh, one One second here. One, one second. Yeah. I don't know if you could hear Anya, but my recording definitely did. <laughs> mm. I'll be editing this one. Okay. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah. So I, I mean, I do you agree with that generally. I, I assume yes. Um. Possibly. So this. Well, the thing is, the movie starts. Being her perspective, because she's initiating the divorce. So, the thing is, we get her side of it with her meeting with the uh, Laura Dern, her place, her lawyer. Yes, like pretty earlier in the movie, and that's her like big scene for her side. Mm-hmm. And then we transition into how it affects him, because really, there's not that much going on with her. She's you know, moving into her new life at that point. So just because of the way people are, what they remember is the last thing they saw. So it feels much more like it's on his side because it's the whole back half of the movie is on him rather than the beginning. So that's Mm -hmm. just kind of like, I think the movie's trying to be fair, but because of that, just where they're placed in terms of what happens in the movie yeah, you feel more on his side because you're with him later. <laughs> yeah, and I think I think longer maybe, probably. But yeah, no. To me, it felt like they were. It, it felt it felt fair, but maybe not like. I don't know some of the some of the bigger event like, uh, for example, we didn't. Um, I don't think now I'm questioning myself. We we only saw like her practice scene with uh like the the interview, right? Like with the when they when they were pretending to ask Nicole about like the kid and her life as a parent. And then it cuts mm-hmm. and they're like you can't tell them that you did coke. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um yeah. 
Meanwhile, for, for Charlie, we'd see, like, the monstrosity that happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We definitely get We definitely get more of him in the back half, because it's the more interesting part of the story for just the way... So it's unbalanced in that way, in that it's set up mostly where her life is kind of just fine. <laughs> Once she, Like, getting divorced makes her life better. Yeah. In the short term, easily. So it's not as interesting to spend as much time with her. Yeah. Yeah, no, She had to do this because she was unhappy and is now happier. Whereas he was perfectly satisfied and now is living in a nightmare that yeah. just, he doesn't want to deal with so it's unbalanced in that way but mm-hmm. yeah I'm not sure uh, I'm not sure what else I have to say like I had I guess still at the point where like I don't know exactly what I want. I just have my feelings. I don't know how to get them into words. Mm -hmm. I really like when he sings um, Being Alive from Company. Oh, yeah. He's at the... So I've I've just been listening to a recording of of Company from one of the Broadway versions a lot. (laughs) Just as for fun since I saw this movie. Nice. I just... That song's pretty good. Um, the... So I like, and I just like that, that feeling of like getting that emotion out through a character singing a song. Even he's just like literally singing a song from a musical to his friends. Mm -hmm. Because that's the kind of person he is. Yeah, yeah. I really, really liked, I mean the, uh, I guess, I don't, I don't think I'm wrong that it's the, like, kind of the climax when they're like in that true argument real close oh. to the end and he like says that he wants her to die and then like yeah. breaks down that scene was that if i come back and watch like clips from this it'll probably be that scene like it was just yeah. so good yeah that's like one of the if not the but at least one of the best fights i've seen in a movie where they're yeah. just like going at each other yeah, but then it's... and it it works because they can, they're both like, that or can stand up to each other in that way. Like they mm-hmm. both do a great job in that scene. Yeah. Yeah, and this like, that's kind of why it took <laughs> the like first. Hmm, I don't I don't know how long the first chunk of the movie at least was like me trying to <laughs> trying to figure out how I need to look at this because initially uh-huh. I I had seen someone made an offhand comment about about it somewhere and they said they didn't like it because it was just two people fighting for two hours and I'm like oh, That's mm, not I don't know <laughs> but then but then the movie started and it starts with them you know with the, the like reading their own or at least we get to hear their uh, statements about each other, what they love about the other person. Yeah. I'm like, okay, okay, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm liking this. This is my, this is my jam. And then like a little, a little more into the film, I'm like, mm, maybe this isn't the type of film that gets a very happy ending. So it just like, I don't know, to for how I, 
I'm bad at like accepting things for what they are sometimes. I think I'm getting better mm-hmm. about it with like with films, except Snowpiercer. But uh, in general, <laughs> like just thinking about it. So mm-hmm. yeah, that yeah, I love that. I love that economy where she's get through hers, and she's like, no, I don't like it. I don't. I don't want to read it. And then, <laughs> but he's still like, yeah, I'll read it. I like what I wrote. <laughs> he's just like <laughs> such an asshole in that way. It's like, yeah. I'm, confident in what i did it's fine yeah (laughs) i worked hard on this (laughs) it's pretty good yeah no this uh this was a it was a it was a really good watch yeah well yeah and also back to like the thing of it's a movie about two people fighting it's really way more about how terrible lawyers are than anything yeah and like what, like, why you would want to get divorced and what it does to people. And, like, how the system is, like, it's it's way more about bureaucracy than, like, because, like, the, the thing I've heard is, like, people who are in a relationship or married, like, not wanting, <laughs> afraid, like, seeing the movie is going to, like, unearth things in their <laughs> actual relationship. <laughs> They're going to get in a fight with their partner. But, well. like... I mean that could happen because fucking if you're if you're hiding uh, feelings, you know I don't know what'll set you off. But the movie's really not about it's not about breaking up. Like by the yeah, time we yeah. get to these characters, they're already like done with each other, kind of. And it's more about all the the steps they have to go to to untangle their lives from each other. Because mm-hmm. of how the system is built. Because even by the time once they've have untangled each other, then they can they're fine with each other. And like like <laughs> Yeah, yeah. By the end of the movie they're like on good terms, really. It's just that this whole process is a, is a is a kind of nightmare. Mm-hmm. Um I was shit. I was gonna say something. Um something related even. Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, I could see how maybe uh, people who are scared that, like, this film is going to tear their marriage apart, like, maybe, like, two months into a quarantine when you've been cooped up with someone, <laughs> like, if you have that worry, maybe maybe don't watch it, but, uh, yeah, there's other mm-hmm. shit there anyway, then, but yeah. Yeah, and, like, I don't want to be out here going, like, oh, you should definitely see it, because, like, what if it does happen? Like, I don't want that on my conscience. Like if you're worried about it, I guess don't see it. But it's a good yeah. movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So Patterson. Yes. Patterson. Um It took literally until the last I don't know, like couple of minutes even like i remember Mm -hmm. looking at the time remaining there was like nine minutes left and i'm like i'm still not confident that something isn't (laughs) going to happen i don't trust hank (laughs) (laughs) like when we get to the scene in the bar where uh uh uh, everett pulls the gun out i was like yeah there it is (laughs) 
I was I was so stressed the entire time because I thought something was going to happen. And <laughs> as soon as I finished the movie and I'm like, good, we can confirm that nothing bad happens. Uh, I'm super excited for my next watch where I can just enjoy the ride instead of being stressed <laughs> as shit. Um, I love this about? movie. Something it was bad great. happens. Hmm? Harvey destroys his notebook. That's a yeah, thing. okay, a but thing like, happens. don't even start. I was expecting like, <laughs> I was like, they're gonna get in a fight. She's gonna cheat on him. Someone's gonna. There's no farm. <sighs> You're right. He didn't cut open his arm with a box cutter in this movie. You're right. I would have been able to take it. I would have shut it off. I can't do that back to me. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, no, this was honestly. I I came out of watching it, and uh, Ani was like still doing her work and stuff at the time. So I like rolled mm-hmm. into the kitchen. I'm like, I just watched one of the best movies I've seen in a while. Like, I really liked it. Incredibly it's, good. It's very good. Like, it's obviously I don't want. I I really like this movie, but I don't need like a dozen movies like it, right? Um, mm-hmm. but for so long I've been just kind of not seriously thinking, but like wondering if there's a movie out there where, like, it's just people doing people stuff and like nothing catastrophic happens and there's no like crazy drama. It's just a thing, right? And here it is. It's it's so good. The uh, my biggest complaint, my biggest complaint about the film is that in the the very first scene when we get some of his uh, uh Patterson's <laughs> I was about to ask what his name was <laughs> uh when we get some of his uh poetry and he's reading it uh-huh. and just the style of poetry it is the first thought that jumped into my head was my poetry professor would be creaming herself right now and I don't like that I had to think that thought so that's my biggest oh. complaint about the film is that it, it made me think that phrase. But no, other than that, perfect in my opinion. It's very good. I love how much he hates his dog. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like even then, it's like a it's like a pet hate, right? Like because even yeah, after yeah, he yeah. Starts I mean, it's like, he, like comes it's in. still his dog. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but like. <laughs> it's just it's such a bother <laughs> yeah it makes yeah. Uh, I love when Marvin knocks over like every day he comes out and his yeah. mailbox is tipped over at the end of the movie you see Marvin knocking yeah, it over yeah he rolls over the best, no it's even better though because he rolls it out knocks it over rolls back in and then the door just shuts like he's done yeah. for the day <laughs> he doesn't need uh-huh. to go back out that's all he needed to do. He, oh, now the world is right. The like, mailbox is tipped over. And dude, like the fucking the the scene where like the guys roll up in the car and they're like, these kinds of dogs get stolen, right? I'm like, mm-hmm. oh. Uh. And the other movie that showed a box cutter and it it came up later. I don't know. This is a whole scene dedicated to it. But it was just it was just good, and the yeah the uh, 
I don't know. The uh, why can't I think of her name? What's his wife's name? Do we know her name? Laura. Right, right, Laura. Yeah, Laura. Um, like, I don't know. Just it, by by pure coincidence, like kind of both of them exhibited traits that like I definitely see in both myself and Anya. So that was like relatably mm -hmm. nice. Um, like when she was talking about. Uh, you know, opening up a cupcake business and, like, this could be a th my thing. Like, it's my dream. And then, like, four scenes later, she's like, I could be a country singer. I'm like, oh, it's me. <laughs> I see. I want a guitar and a gym membership and maybe I could paint and I want to start writing. Like, all, just every fucking thing under the sun. Um, but then, like, she rolls out of bed and she's, like, walking in the kitchen and Patterson's like, are you awake? And she's like, mm-mm. He's like, says something else. And he's like, mm-hmm-hmm-hmm. I'm like, oh, it's also kind of Anya, I see. Just incoherent <laughs> for a while. Yeah, it just has such a good, like, flow to it. Yeah. Where you're just sort of drifting through. The music got on. a little dark at times. Like, it got, like... I guess like movies like it felt like something I would it felt like the other shoe was gonna drop mm. but it didn't <laughs> oh, if, if you want to see this movie but also lots of people die Jim Jarmusch's uh, ghost dog it's very good the movie uh, he made earlier in his career where uh, Forrest Whitaker is a samurai mob hitman wild also in new jersey i mean that sounds like a lot <laughs> sounds like a lot of stuff going on there yeah it's very good but it, like it has a similar vibe overall honestly okay that's uh interesting yeah he raises pigeons on his roof he's like a one of the people next door is building a boat on their roof just watch him build a boat. Nice. He has a best friend who doesn't speak English. And they have conversations, but neither of them really know what the other's saying. Mm -hmm. But, you know, <clears throat> they know. It's a good time. I think yeah. Patterson's a better better movie. <laughs> I'd like it more. Um, streamlined or whatever. Because Sharmish has been making movies for a long time, but uh, I I that was my previous favorite Jim Jarmish movie, and then Patterson kind of unseated it. Okay, I had never like and both and both uh, movies have a you know a place in me because they take place in New Jersey. So. Yeah, of course. <laughs> that was nice. Like one of these days we'll watch a. Well-received, critically acclaimed, possibly, film set in, I don't know, central Wisconsin. That doesn't sound possible. I mean, you could set <laughs> this film in, in central. That's the beauty of it. Like, it's just relatable, I think. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's a good time. And Adam, I really like Adam Driver as an actor. It's just yeah, he's it's, been 
as a movie star, it's just like it's pleasant to spend a movie with him. Yeah. No, he uh, he's been crushing it. I mean, even in like new Star Wars, like he's he's been like the highlight. I think for me. Um. I don't think I've seen like I'm looking at stuff he's been in right now. I don't know if I've seen that much else with him in it. Did not you that see I can think of. The, the TV show Sex in the City. I did not. He was he was on that. Is it actually good? Earlier I've experience. never actually known. No, I I can't. I can't watch it. Okay. Personally. Uh I think I mean, the first thing I really uh, I saw that like sticks in my head is like there's one scene in uh, the Coen Brothers inside Lewin Davis that he's in, uh, and he's 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 like a musician performing on this song and he's making silly noises, <laughs> he's <going> like <laughs> outer space, outer nice. space, <laughs> pretty good. I just, I don't even, I'm trying to think where I would have seen him from. Or maybe I just recognized the name, because like, I, I don't I don't know where I would have recognized it. Because I remember when he took off his mask in Star Wars, and like, aside from almost laughing, I, <laughs> I did like... I recognized him, I just didn't know where from. And I'm looking at the filmography and I still don't actually know where I would have seen him. Mm. Mm. Uh, the... The... Woman who acted alongside him in Patterson, I have no idea how to pronounce her name. Golshifta Farahani? Golshifta Farahani? Um, I mean, oh, I, I said also, I said the wrong thing. It wasn't Sex in the City. I'm just wrong. He was on Girls. That's what he was on. I mm, farted. Okay. Excuse me. Excuse this me. Guy doesn't even know television. Unbelievable. I mean, you're right. I don't know two shows that I mostly didn't watch. <laughs> How dare you? Excuse me. Uh, excuse you. I thought you watched there, everything, and that was your I, your deal. I don't. I mean, I used to watch whatever was on TV, and then I stopped watching TV entirely. That'd be a no, nightmare. I don't these have days. it in me anymore. You don't want to watch ten thousand cop shows? They're all cop shows. I mean, I did used to watch lots of cop shows. It's fine. I've had that rant before, so I'll <laughs> I'll leave it. Um. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, good cop shows like The Wire. Okay, see that's we both know that's not nearly the same. <laughs> or Homicide: Life on the Streets, just show based on David Simon's book that is where he learned about TV before making The Wire. Yeah, that was good for its time. I have not watched it in a long ass time. She wakes up as a zombie. And solves crime. He's a con artist who solves crimes. This mm -hmm. woman wakes up with a billion tattoos all over her body. 
The tattoos solve crimes. Like, fuck's sake. Whatever. Look. Any other genre, dude. Any. No. Any. He's got genre. a fine structure to it that's episodic. Like, I will not besmirch the practicality of running formulaic television. It's fine. It's not like gotta change your life, but if you're a person who just wants to watch a thing, it gives you everything you need in one Even package. if they made the rate, I would like it better if they at least changed the ratio of like backstory to like I guess weekly case case of the week. Um, that was my beef with Castle. Like, I mean, there are plenty of those shows. I'm just gonna go like say, oh, most TV is bad. So yeah, yeah, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. But hey, for a while, I thought NCIS, that's a fine TV show. It had its formula, and occasionally it would do bigger episodes that broke its formula. And it was about character banter. That's, that's fine. That's fine formula. Yeah. I mean, I, I really enjoyed House. That was a thing. Yeah. House is a cop show. House is absolutely a cop show. Like, 2,000%. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. I'm saying they can be fine. I'm not saying It's not it the fault fine, of the formula. It's the fault of most writing is bad. I mean, I just... Yeah. They keep getting me excited for cool concepts, and it's just another cop show. I want to see the one with tattoos solve crimes. I want her to commit crimes. I don't know. That's your problem. Getting excited for things. Always a mistake. Yeah. True. (laughs) Maybe. (laughs) Man, I was really hyped and excited that episode 9 was going to tie things together in a coherent way that wasn't stupid. Fucking idiot. I'm sorry for your loss. <laughs> I did actually... I was just excited for Final Fantasy VII Remake, and that actually paid off, so... Nice. I'm like, it's like... The, the biggest example of me being super overhyped for a thing, and then still enjoying it. <laughs> Not feeling disappointed. Because, <laughs> like, even Persona 5, which I like, I still was a little disappointed. See, I... I went the proper route on that one. My expectations were super low because I wasn't stoked at all, and now I'm very, very much enjoying it, and I'm vastly exceeding all expectations. So, gotta keep yeah, that's a better that's a better low. place to be. <laughs> um, I, I was gonna say something. I'm not even gonna try to remember it. Uh, okay. Yeah, the the ending of Patterson, real mm. real perfect. Good stuff. Yeah. Um. I don't like how many different things exist that are named Patterson. <laughs> it seems like a <laughs> lot of them. Is the you know what I'm gonna click on the link right now and check. I need to know if the epic poem is about the is about New Jersey. 
Yeah. He wrote it while he was living in Patterson. He was. So it's fully about it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Because yeah, like, he was from there. I, I just totally blanked on that. Yeah. I'm just silly. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because that's why the Japanese guy was visiting. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that's that's the big reason to go to Patterson, New Jersey. Because William Carlson was there. Is, I, wrote a book. is it? Okay. I, you know, it's a lot like it's there are, unless you just want to go to this random town in New Jersey. Like, I don't know. That's the reason I've gone there on like day trips with my parents because I wanted to go see. I'm going to level with you. I, I don't William know Carlos if I Williams know anything house. by William Carlos Williams. Really? Yeah. Maybe, maybe there is like something that I would recognize. Um, even his name, I'm like, I don't, it's not, it's not truly ringing any bells. It doesn't sound totally unfamiliar, but I can't like, I can't put him to anything. Um, so I was kind of assuming that he was more obscure and that was like, oh man, these guys are really into poetry. So, I mean, that's. I'll 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 split the bill there and say it's partially on me and partially on those who taught me. <laughs> you ever heard about the the poems I've eaten the plums that were in the icebox? I have not. Uh. Aside from the film, of course. The reason why I specifically am putting part of the blame on people like my specifically my professors, high school is a yeah is a crapshoot anyway. Um, mm-hmm. Every single poetry class I attempted to take throughout my time in university ended up being about free verse, free verse, or uh. like the history of things. And we spent like two seconds on structured things, and then moved right into like modernism and extended into like the 21st century from there so the fact that he didn't come up is odd in hindsight yeah no you should check out some William Carlos Williams it's good yeah quality poetry it also like and for my for myself it it took me a very long time to come to terms with free verse poetry um read a lot of a combination of stuff that I still consider to be not good free verse and then it was a very early class I had taken like still kind of fresh out of high school and we were hit with uh I can't remember I I can look it up later maybe I can't remember the name of it it's like a super super long uh well-regarded free verse poem and our professor mm-hmm. started us out by saying, like, some people dedicate their lives to studying this poem and they still don't have, like, a solid idea for what it truly might mean. I'm like, that's cool. Like, just, <laughs> we'll start there, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. And this, I mean, I'm, I'm not going to lie. This this movie helped uh, helped extend that appreciation of more, I guess, day-to-day Reverse. like the like the poem he starts with mm-hmm. with the matches um i guess the the presentation and it I, certainly combined with like the the context in the film and everything like it really it really did 
make me appreciate that more and like see the see the beauty in it so good may shock you but normally i'm more of a nature boy when it comes to poetry mm. oh i also just wanted to uh say ron paget is the poet that jim jarmusch got to write the poems that are in the movie okay See, uh, is he listed on the page at all? Oof. I don't think he's on the Wikipedia page for whatever Oh no, reason. here it is. Production. Okay. Poet Ron Paggio. Nice. Gotcha. I like watched the PBS interview about the movie right before this and he was on it. So I nice. had that fact in my head. <laughs> Was it I, was it a worthy was it a worthy inter, like worthy thing to watch, or was it like kind of average, interesting fine. but average? <laughs> I mean, I've already se I've seen enough interviews with Jim Jarmusch that I kind of know what he's gotcha like. So that was part was was less interesting than it might have been, I would say. Mm -hmm. uh, and then also the, Jim Jarmusch's next movie he made with adam driver after this is where adam driver and bill murray are cops and then the zombie apocalypse happens that sounds dope <laughs> uh, it's dead, very meta the dead don't die yeah dead don't die i mean i'm down is it's it ben, fine <laughs> is it ben friendly probably okay Again, I'll trust you. Someone opens up, peels back their skin with a box cutter. I'm never <laughs> doing this podcast again. Yeah, I don't think that happens. Um, but yeah, that might be a podcast. Yeah, well, short number, but uh, you know, oh, yeah. quality quality over quantity, right? Yeah, yeah. No, these were these were two good movies. Very good movies. I I highly well, I think, recommend both uh, they, of them. Yeah, I do think um, one of the reasons Adam Driver in uh, Rise of Skywalker is in, back in the mask is because Adam Driver was not on set that much because he was making other movies like Marriage <laughs> Story. I think I think that is part of the reason that happens. So it was just straight up not him. Yeah, if it's in, nice. if you've seen the mask, he's probably not him. It's like definitely he was doing something else. Yeah, that's pretty good. Yeah, just add to the mess. Hell yeah, you know it's Star Wars tradition. It's not like James <laughs> Earl Jones was. Yeah, fucking... yeah. Have you heard that clip that Darth Vader outfit. with like what the original voice might have sounded like? Uh, I think no, I don't think I have. I think it's like the whoever played the the physical character of Vader was like yeah. doing the lines, of course. Um, <laughs> it's, it's a good listen. It's a hell of a thing. Yeah, he played um. David Prowse, he played uh, like the Frankenstein monster in the Hammer Frankenstein films, 
and then uh, along with uh, what's his name? Oh my god, why am I not blanking? Wow. Peter Cushing, who would play Frankenstein, who is, you know, okay. also then in Star Wars. Mm -hmm. As a... As a bud? You know, Grand Marf Tarkin. <laughs> Yeah, man. So like that's a it's a throwback reference. All right, mm. let's get out of here. Uh, email us <laughs> saltcirclepodcast at gmail.com. Find us on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Spotify, a Salt Circle Podcast. Um, email uh, Twitter, Salt Circle Pod, and I'm on Twitter at Comic Panels. And I'm on Twitter at bean underscore LP. Mm-hmm.